You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, welcome to The People's Wrestling Podcast. As you hear, I am your host, Ali Bunker. I am joined this week, as always, by Aiden Bunker. In person, Aiden, how are you? I'm right. Great. Good, good start. Uh, <laughs> it's a good update to your usual... Um, feelings on how you're doing. Uh, we're also joined by Matt Bumby this week, not Matt Bunker. Matt Bunker is away. Uh, <laughs> Matt Bumby in, in Matt Bunker's stead. How are you doing? I'm all right. Um, yeah, I heard I got replaced last week. <laughs> yeah, you did. It was very similar to you, just probably a bit more alert and less tired. Oh, well, you'll get the uh, usual me, tired. <laughs> Can't, can't be That's the one we want. That's the map we're looking for. Um, the negative me. Well, I'm going to kick things off this week with um, an, a new edition of my latest um, segment of the podcast. Aiden, where's your flat at? <laughs> where's your Matt, Matt hasn't seen this segment. <laughs> he was away last week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You have, Matt, you'll have to catch up with Matt Bunker on what this segment's about. Oh, yeah. So what's, what is this segment about? <laughs> so well, this is a new segment whereby Aiden, who's been trying to buy a flat for the last probably decade, um, updates us on the the current state of affairs. Emphasis on the state, because it has been an absolute fucking state. Finally, the solicitors have come back with a completion date. <laughs> For the 21st of September, wow. next Friday. Wow. So, actual progress. Actual real-life progress. Have you, oh, like... So it means you'll, you'll be able to move in by October, maybe. Yeah, I didn't say <laughs> September 21st of what year. <laughs> yeah. Did they say what year? <laughs> actually. Did they specify? So, what's the, what's the way you're at, so... You have a completion date now, so what's left to do? You've got to get the keys. So we're looking to exchange kind of as soon as possible, exchange contracts. Um, they said that, that could take place any time, even on the date of completion, so who knows. Um, there's a couple of things the Housing Association need to confirm in terms of figures. Um, I need to start paying monies. Um, Damn. The, the annoying bit. Uh, and then supposedly, if everything goes to plan, then on next Friday, the twenty first, I should be able to pick up the key, and it's all mine, bitches. So, are you planning on paying the solicitors this full amount? No, no way. They already, they, they've already offered me discount, whether they remember that or not, because that was about two months ago. Well, you might, might be best to remind them. Yes, I will remind them, and <laughs> whatever they come back with, even including the discount, I'm not going to pay the full amount. <laughs> Too right. I'll go around. I'll have a word. We'll send you and Matt Bunk around. (laughs) 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 A three minute warning. (laughs) Um, So So that's where my flat is. That's where your flat is. Your your flat is literally within sort of touching distance. Not literally. Uh, (laughs) Basically within touching distance. Yeah. So so I probably, potentially, maybe... The episode after next, we could maybe do a <laughs> we'll say hey, a round table. Where's your flat? And you'll be like, I have gone. No idea. <laughs> sold They've it. sold it to someone else. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Too much hassle. I sold it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm expecting we'll get a call about when you move in and stuff like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, it couldn't really be a worse weekend, to be fair. I'm away. I'm I'm going up to Sheffield midway through Friday <coughs> to see Arctic Monkeys. Right. So I need to pick up the keys in the morning if they're available. Yeah. And I'm supposed to move in things on the weekend when everyone's busy helping our sister out at this dancing competition. I once moved house whilst at Glastonbury. <laughs> that wasn't the, <laughs> wasn't the best decision. Um, anyway, that was easy for you. <laughs> about eight or nine times. Have you? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I moved from here to Coventry, uh, Coventry... Coventry, 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 <laughs> Coventry, 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 and then back here. Yeah. Well, I've not moved that many times. My friend Laura's moved about 28 times, <laughs> I think. That's the legit number. Really? Yeah. That's it's just under great. 30. Imagine being, like, moving all your stuff all that time. Can't be bothered with that. Uh, right, let's crack on with some wrestling. Um, some wrestling? I'm one of our newest, newer segments. Aiden, have you got a... Uh, bit of info for us a bit of info um so who fancies <clears throat> the um Alexa Bliss <laughs> that was meant to be the pause for the on this day segment <laughs> so who fancies an on this day moment um I've only got one for you this week one of any real note and that's Easy. on this day 14 years ago so September 12 2004 um, we had Unforgiven from the Rose Garden in Portland, where I Chris Jericho. Think what the main event of that was. Two thousand and four. So it would have been Randy Orton and Triple <laughs> Randy H. Orton, Randy Orton, John Cena, Randy Orton, Triple H. It would have been just after he won the title off Benoit. Yeah, it would have been. Off vacant, I mean. Uh, but speaking of vacant, <laughs> Jericho and Christian battled <clears throat> in an Intercontinental Championship ladder match for uh, that vacant that title. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good match, Ooh, and good match. Jericho won. Wow. So, yeah. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> the only one for <laughs> this week. That's all we got. was a quiet month. So, um, that's my moment of the week. Whee. Thank you very much, Aiden. Right, let's crack on with some Monday Night Raw. So we're going to probably speed a bit, uh, speed through a bit of uh, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown this week because we want to get to the Hell in the Cell predictions. We're a little bit later on in the show. Hell in the Cell obviously coming up on Sunday. So this was the Go Home Raw and the Go Home SmackDown. So Raw, what can we say about Raw? Um, I think last week hit it out of the park in more ways than one because I thought it was interesting and it was new and it was fresh. This week kind of felt a bit stale. Yeah, I think it, it felt like this sort of. They saw it last week and thought, oh, that was good. Let's just repeat it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it both Raw and SmackDown this week kind of felt just like recap shows from last yeah, week. Yeah, they did. And I don't know if... A lot of harping back to last week. Yeah, I, I don't know if, especially for in Raw's case, I think because the NFL returned this week, didn't it? Yeah, it did. So I don't know if they were like, ah, look, people don't care about yeah. wrestling this week. We'll give them it and just give them b- b- just a nothing show this week. Yeah. Which is not how you want to do a go-home show, but... No, it's kind of unfortunate timing, I think, on their part. Um, but yeah, it did feel a little bit like a rehash. Just, you know, the, the the start was the same. Just the incessant replays of this is what happened and, last yeah, week. Do you know what? <laughs> yeah, this new trend, or I don't know how new it is, it might have been going on for ages, but I have only just really noticed it, of coming out to the ring and then starting a promo and saying, but don't take my word for it, look at what happened. Yeah. And then them having this like fully like production, well-made piece of tape, which... 
with like slow mos and music and commentary over the top of it. It's like no. When have you, like, you gone you, to the effort to say I yeah. want to make this tape for the production team? No. Have you, you gone think to the production it, team? Someone would have had to go go backstage and be like, "Oh yeah, Kevin, would you uh, <laughs> would you, you stick just knock him? Yeah, just yeah. knocking me up a, a little video package, you know, <laughs> like some special effects, <laughs> slow mos. Don't forget, don't remember. I mean, don't forget to use a clip from that that little bit where I said that phrase, like." Yeah. When you think about it like that, it's just just not how it happened. Exactly, and like the 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 thing is, the promo is meant to be spontaneous as to what you say. Why would they have this tape lined up for yeah. you? Yeah, and um, if if they don't go backstage and request it, what random production guys just making these up and then yeah. going, "Hey, Broad, I thought you could use this for your promo <laughs> <Yeah>. this week." <laughs> it's just yeah, so unrealistic. That's getting them on my nerves because I think it's happened every week for like the last month. Yeah, yeah, it has happened a lot. Oh, you're just like, oh, don't take my word. See for yourselves. It's like, yes, we watched it last week. And if we didn't watch it last week, it still wouldn't make any difference. <laughs> and you're yeah. going to show it about 15 times throughout the rest of the exactly. show anyway. Exactly. Um, We've all seen it on Twitter by now anyway, even if we didn't watch last week. Yeah, so, so Braun, Braun starts with Dolph and Drew um, and all of the other heels coming out to the ring. All of the other heels? Most of them. Yeah, I couldn't really think of anyone I missing. Mean, I don't think I saw Kurt Hawkins. I don't know if he's a heel. Is he a heel? I mean, he did that little bit where he was I don't think it matters. against Elias. Or... <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, no, who cares? I don't think it really matters. Um, all of the raw heels, most of them anyway, um, accompanying to the ring. Just felt a bit nothing in this segment. Last week it felt big because, I mean, well, the Drew, Drew Dolphin Braun thing was new um, and it was a bit, of a, a bit of a shot from last week. And, and people still weren't actually sure at the beginning of last week's show. Were they like a faction? Were they just? Did they just have Three a guys of a common goal? Of Roman Reigns or and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, um, otherwise known as the Shield, um, or like was it just coincidence or whatever? Um, so that last week kind of confirmed that, which was good because that needed to happen. Um, this week's it's more of the same. Yeah, I kind of felt like this week could have done with <clears throat> a couple of the other guys. Of the other heels getting on the mic and yeah. explaining why they all come together, uh, why? rather than like, just I'm like them the all. Shield. Why am I sick of the shield? But yeah, I'm sick of the shield because of this sort of thing. A bit like Kevin Owens kind of did later on in the night. Yeah, um, just yeah, just an explanation. Otherwise, Alliance. it's just not just. Oh yeah, we're we're their lackeys. Yeah, but they're generally. I mean, if someone kept, I mean, it might be different if it's born to If someone said to me, "Oh, we want you to attack." Roman Reigns, several and Dean Ambrose with us, I'd be like, well, why? I ain't got no beef with them. Yeah. I don't want to get involved. They might beat me up. <laughs> uh, but no. Have you seen them? There's three of them. <laughs> yeah. um, They're the shield. <laughs> they've got a helicopter, man. <laughs> and a sheriff on their side. <laughs> uh, so the shield come down to the ring um, and essentially, well, they bring sticks with them. Yeah, this is a bit underwhelming. <laughs> was, I thought they were shillelaghs looking at them first. <laughs> like, oh my god, they've got axe handles. axe handles. Like, why did they take the fucking axe off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be more intimidating with the axe on, surely. I like. I, I tweeted out. Well, that, a they should have used axes, but b um, it would have it would have fit their look and looked way more intimidating if they just had things like lead pipes or like a black baseball bat. Yeah, it would have fit the yeah, kind of riot gear. Baseball bat. Yeah. Rather than... Or a baton. Yeah, rather than just a fucking, like, a rounder's bat. <laughs> it's, it looked like a like a hurling bat. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> seen one of those. I don't know if you call it a bat. A hurling stick, yeah, not a bat. 
Hurling band. <laughs> um, it was just a bit odd. When it came, when it came out, I was like, "What are they? What, are they going to play hurling?" <laughs> but no, it was it was an axe handle. Um, there was a triple axe handle, as opposed to a double. Um, so yeah, they started attacking people. The hills looked like absolute shit yep. through this, being dominated by three. big giant monsters. AOP. Yeah. Um, Who no longer have a name, by the way. So, they, did they change? They changed into the bat, didn't they? And then Baron Corbin intervened at the, in the back and said, "You need to go, otherwise you'll be you'll forfeit your titles." Um, you'll forfeit, yeah, you'll forfeit your titles, and you'll go to jail for a very long time. If you, attack os- offices, he said. if you attack officers, if you attack officers, which is fair enough. Who uh, looked like the the least well assembled group of officers I've ever seen in my life. One of them was about four foot five. Yeah. Did you see the bloke with the night stick though? He was like well happy that he had a prop. He was like, yeah. He was thinking he was bloody big boss man. Uh, rest in peace, bloody big, boss, big man. boss man should have been his name. He was bloody at a few times. Maybe when the brood were involved. Um, so yeah, they were told they were going to go to jail for a long time for absolutely no reason. Um, so Seth, they've decided to go, um, and then they come back. We, we, we really need to be careful when we go to WrestleMania, because if you get arrested for that shit, man, we could get arrested just for being three, just dudes together. Three English dudes. Three English dudes, I'm like, oh, shit, arrested. You know what, until Baron Corbin said, um, Seth and Roman, you'll get stripped of your titles. I completely forgot that Seth was the Continental yeah, Champion. Yeah, well, I was going to mention this, actually. <laughs> and at, at the time... Where's his title? At the time, when he won the title, I was like, yes, this is great. And now, looking back on it, I was like, mm, probably the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but mean, I well, guess you never well, two titles on Dolph, but... The right decision probably would have been to give it to Kevin. Kevin Owen, yeah. I think he should have won it on Raw the other week. Because now, like I, like... I can't remember the last time where the, the Continental title wasn't really featured on, on pay-per-view, pay-per-view yeah. because it's well, really come to yeah, prominent again it's they definitely want the shield to have all the titles don't they but not they can't keep him having the intercontinental and the tag team surely yeah i, I was kind of envis- envisaging at, at some point a six man for all the titles well, I, yeah, I thought that's a very, like, attitude-era thing to do. Yeah. Um, but I was envisaging a kind of um, put Seth Rollins in a match against someone for the IC title, one of the heels, mm. and like he beats them, and then Corbyn or someone like that um, makes it a just an, an onslaught of heel after heel until eventually they get the title off him. Like a gauntlet. Yeah, make it like a gauntlet. Um just so, so it's like all the authority is super against them yeah. and then maybe Kurt Angle comes back and that's how you set up some kind of Survivor Series match yeah I was thinking about Survivor Series obviously not being too far in, in the uh, in the future um, but I, th- I think they'll probably go Raw versus Smackdown again right yeah well, no, unless unless it's going to be Angle go on, uh, go on yeah I was going to say unless the kind of stipulation <laughs> is Team Angle versus Team Corbin for control of yeah, Raw yeah that's, that's what I've heard yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be against that. I mean, I liked the um, Under Siege um, sort of story from last year. And the matches between the two brands have actually both been like really, really good. Mm. Um, but I think you could achieve that 
with just a Raw versus Raw and a SmackDown versus SmackDown. Yeah, well, I mean... I think it the, means the more when pay- it's Raw versus SmackDown. The rest of the pay-per-view could be Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah. It, like, or there could be a few Raw versus SmackDown matches. Yeah. But to give it that like proper traditional Survivor Series feel, you can have more than just like, here's a women's match and a men's match yeah. and a tag team match. Just like... Have like have them mean something, mm. not just oh we're a better brand. No, we're a yeah. better brand. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you could have one maybe on SmackDown like a Team AJ like, versus one of, one Team my, Samoa Joe. One of my favorite just matches in general, like not not just Survivor Series matches, is the Team um, Team Austin versus Team Bischoff one. Yeah, <laughs> um, and because it's it has so much on the line, mm. so um, I yeah would like I wouldn't mind seeing that as a being resurrected this year. What about the invasion? Um, yeah, even that. Just, well. just how massive it felt. That was great. Uh, well, it wasn't actually great in ring, but the implications were massive, and it just felt huge. Yeah, just just having matches that have implications, mm-hmm. not just having matches for the sake of matches, instantly makes it more intriguing to watch. Yeah, because what what happens if SmackDown beats Raw? Nothing. Mm-hmm. But what happens if Baron Corbin becomes general manager of Raw? Yeah. Then you have to watch and find out. I think there should be like incentives throughout the night on Survivor Series if it's Raw versus Whoever Spandau. picks up the victory gets a title shot on their brand or, or like, stuff like, or like that. Yeah, if if you have Universal Champion versus WWE Champion, whoever wins their brand gets the WrestleMania main event or something yeah. like that. Or, or the whoever, Raw Rumble whoever, entrant number 30. Yeah, whoever picks up the victory gets a Raw Rumble entrant. Yeah, I think that they should look into that um, but it will never happen you know they're not going to fucking they're not going to because <laughs> it's a great idea that involves planning a couple months in advance yeah I know <laughs> because then you just you just know that they would do that and be like Smackdown are going to get the main event after beating Raw and then a few months later they're just going to pretend that never happened <laughs> or they'll yeah. they'll like move the Smackdown champion to Raw <laughs> <laughs> and just be like no it was him who had the main event not Smackdown <laughs> um, oh yeah so yeah. Digression. Digression. Anyway, moving back to Raw. So, yeah, the Shield um, basically get told to F off. Otherwise, they're going to be arrested again or lose or well, and lose their titles. So um, they do. So they basically just go, yeah, well, we'll go. Um, fast forward a bit. So the B team are getting their rematch for the tag team titles against Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Um, I thought this should have been a squash match, if I'm honest. Yep. Me too. Um, yep. It went on for a lot longer than it should have done. Went to like yeah. two commercial breaks. I know, I and I mean, I'm not. There's nothing against Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas because I think they've, those two guys have done brilliantly with what they've been given and like the characters that they have. Um, but they should have just been decimated here by Dolph and yeah. Drew, especially just by Drew. That Dolph and Drew are capable of being with Braun Strowman. Yeah. So why would you not have them destroy them? Yeah. Like these are two guys who are gonna to have to defend their titles against two former world champions and two thirds of the shield on Sunday. Yeah. Yet they struggled to beat the B team. Yeah. I mean I like Braun was watching that going for fuck's sake, we should have picked <laughs> someone better. I think the B team they should have got their offence in. Yeah. Like the like what happened at the start where like Botalis went mental and he rolled him up and nearly got a victory and yeah. the commentators went nuts. They should have had that and then that was it. Yeah. And then just within a minute get squashed yeah um, I don't think anyone would have objected to that or denied them that so no I wouldn't I mean but yeah, I can understand maybe people might think that makes like the tag team division look weak because they were just the champions but it's quite widely accepted that they were champions they were flute by flute not by flute so much but 
mainly lucky. Um, and they, and were, they were lucky like, to hold the titles for yeah, that long. Yeah, it was like momentum, beginner's luck sort of thing. It wasn't through sheer talent. Um, so I felt this could have been, this should have been a, a bit of a squash match, but it wasn't. And it wasn't a bad match, to be fair. It was pretty good. Um, but uh, once Dolphin Drew pick up the win, Seth and Dean come down and attack from behind. Um, and immediately I'm thinking, well, that's Seth forfeiting his uh, <laughs> Intercontinental title then, right? But then, no. Apparently not. No. So this story... bullshit about them not being the Shield. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we're not the Shield. Well, I mean... I, did, I, I, <laughs> I turned to my dad while we were watching it and I said... Your dad and mine. Well, I see him more. <laughs> you live with him. <laughs> not for long. Um, I, I turned to dad when they went away and said, like, like they'll be back, but they'll be back when they're all in, in their own individual gear. Mm. And then pretend that they're... Like it's, it's the, the shield, shield. <laughs> the shield has left, but yeah. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns can still be here. <laughs> yeah, and then it happened. It did happen. Um, and then they went backstage to see Corbin, who was rightly annoyed by it, um, justifiably. And then um, we we were introduced to a sheriff. Yeah, potentially not a real one. Oh, that's a Definitely bold. not a real one. The way he got out his back—it's <laughs> a slanderous claim. <laughs> um, and basically, Seth is. Did he send me accuse Baron Corbin of falsifying a police report last week? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. And why wasn't Baron Corbin arrested, regardless? Because he'd already been half read his Miranda rights. Yeah. Uh, I haven't even fully read his Miranda rights, to be fair. Uh, he stopped him halfway yeah, through, which he, I think is actually not supposed to happen. <laughs> and I, no, I know, I know, Seth, allowed, I know yeah. Seth said that they they decided not to press charges. Yeah, so afterwards he said that. But I guess, like, I, I, I don't would. know that. Why wouldn't you? I don't know the judicial system that well. Apparently but, it's Napoleonic. <laughs> which, I don't know what that means, but the crowd... <laughs> I have no idea what that meant. <laughs> Corey Graves was like, it's when you have a problem with big people. <laughs> I've never been pulled over by the police in America. Did they reduce your morale rights? Well, I didn't get arrested. <laughs> I didn't get arrested. I didn't get arrested, no. You were driving way too close to that fucking line. <laughs> I was not. Uh, if only my dash cam was working at the time, I would have filmed it. Um, <laughs> and I would be sending that to the P.O. Box policeman, Texas. And there you would have got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you would have got it in the post. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right, moving on. <laughs> so yeah, back to Law and Order. Um, yeah, seventeen aren't in trouble with Baron Corbin anymore because they basically blackmailed Baron Corbin into um, not making Seth forfeit his title. Basically saying you falsified a police report last week. You're under arrest. Oh no, wait, fine. Don't make us forfeit. Give us a tight tag team title match, and everything will be all right. Why doesn't he get his tag team title match and then be like, yeah, I'm gonna press charges anyway. <laughs> Fuck him off. Mm. How much? How much um, work can Baron Corbin do from jail? Yeah, and then you could just have a shot of him getting dragged away by those six tiny policemen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, great visuals. Um, so, seven D get a tag team match for Hell in a Cell on Saturday. Might be a bit early for him to get his come up and slow. He's only been general manager like two weeks. That's true. Um, and then we'll um, we'll 
we'll come on to that match a bit later when it gets to our predictions. Um, elsewhere on Raw, Ronda Rousey and Natalia teamed against Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Mickey James was back in action. Um, this match was pretty good, quite entertaining. Um, I loved Alexa running from, well, I say running, sometimes literally running, uh, trying to escape from Ronda Rousey the whole match. She's brilliant at that cowardly heel act. Uh, Ronda looked good. And for the first time, Alexa was able to really get some decent offense in. Yeah, that's kind of the, the thing that I was looking at in this tag match was that I just I didn't want it just to be two on one handicap match on Natalia and then Ronda comes in and cleans house. Yeah. So I thought it was good that when she initially came in and cleaned house, she then ended up as the the underdog or babyface in peril for about five minutes. Yeah. Um, which was good. And I think it, I, they've. This is the smartest thing to do heading into the match on Sunday because at SummerSlam we saw what a 100% Ronda Rousey does against a 100% Alexa Bliss. She annihilated her. But if Ronda Rousey isn't 100%, what can a 100% Alexa Bliss do against a 60-70% Ronda Rousey, you know? Um, and I think that's... They've automatically told a good story with this. The only thing I hate about Ronda Rousey are two things. <laughs> There's two thing things. The two things I hate. It. The way... She does that thing in the ring when she like goes to like Hulk stuff. <laughs> I know the bit where she like when she goes into fight mode. Like, yeah, yeah, she does like a little jump and yeah. And her screaming. She screams. Did you not hear her screaming um, when she was punching? Yeah. Oh, she was. She was going back up, back up, back up. <laughs> it was weird. I couldn't tell what she was saying. I thought she was just making random noises. She did it against. Alexa at SummerSlam as well. Mm. She was like, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? All oh, right, yeah. So more just like constant... She's constantly talking, isn't she, in the ring? Which to yeah. me is quite heelish because she's constantly berating her opponent. Um, but I guess they've told her to do that. She's very vocal in the ring. Um, I liked the promo that she cut after. It's the, it's the kind of Ronda that we should see. Yeah. Where she's... she just goes in like... That even when I'm injured, I'm better than Alexa, and then fucks off. Yeah, doesn't have to be like, well, you know, I, re- I wish I could be going in at 100, percent but I'm really glad to be here behind beside my best friend Natty. <laughs> yeah, over the last few years, there's been I think too too many best friend storylines, <laughs> um, especially involving the women. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought it was all right, an all right match. I think it. I think it was. Um, it didn't make me laugh just before she locked the armbar in where like and slap bang in the middle of the ring and Alicia Fox trying to push the rope closer to, yeah. <laughs> to Mickey <laughs> also this match well the end of the match served as a perfect reminder as to why Natalia is the, the worst, worst wing woman yeah. in the world ever oh no Ronda what? Oh, she's, she's still had you. her arm in the air <laughs> oh Ronda she's kicked you oh <laughs> Oh, she's terrible at being a good friend, basically. Poor Nanny, she did just lose her dad. Mine's on other things. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on from that then. So there wasn't, I mean, too much else of substance on Raw, really. I mean, what else was there? Hold on. Are you not going to go into the bit where Bobby Lashley was being... <laughs> This was motivated. So Bobby Lashley with headphones on, lifting weights, was uh, being motivated by Leo Rush. My man. My my man, Leo Rush. (laughs) Motivate me. 
How long before Lashley gets a My Man t-shirt? Just a black, I, plain black t-shirt I with white give My it Man hours. on it. <laughs> hours from now. Yeah. Uh, we'll see better, it in the morning. There will be than, a t-shirt. It's better than what Vince would say. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> you didn't just see that. Um... Yeah, Leo Rush is trying to motivate Bobby Lashley. I don't know if this is an ongoing thing. I thought Leo Rush was a heel. Yeah, yeah he kind of is, and he's 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 having a bit of a beef with Noam Dar at the moment yeah, on Two at Five Live. So I don't really like. It's like, yeah, it's like they've gone. Shit, we got rid of Heyman, and we need some, we need new managers. But we're not going to hire anyone. <laughs> Just bring up to some of the little people. <laughs> Drake, Leo. Just throw yourself at something, see if it works. My yeah. name is Drake Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just stop, please just wear a suit for fuck's sake. <laughs> or, or like a menacing sort of turtleneck. <laughs> Not a, Anything other than just cosplay. It doesn't need to be in gear. <laughs> like, yeah, if he was going to be part of the match, then fine, I can understand it. But, no, you're a tiny man. <laughs> He's probably about like he's six in, feet yeah. tall. But... Well, he's not. He's in good shape. Yeah, he's in good shape. Um, yeah, just don't don't cosplay as them, please. Still no real uh, explanation. No, no. And I haven't nothing. seen Two Hundred Five Live since he moved up. But has he been on it? So he was on last week's episode a couple times, and. Um, is he now a heel GM? No, no. He's, he's just currently he's the kind of GM who just doesn't take any shit. Mm. Uh, like Mustafa Ali burst in, burst into his office. Not burst in, but walked in, and because um, he came back earlier in the night from injury, but he hasn't been cleared yet. Mm. So he said something to Drake, and he said, um, "Oh man, I was kind of hoping you'd still be in that AOP gear from last night." And he was like, "What I do on my Monday nights is none of your concern." <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah he's just kind of that like yeah he makes matches if he wants who doesn't take shit from people even if they are baby faces but fair enough he's just, yeah yeah it's just a bit odd um, yeah Leo Rush with Bobby Lashley how strange My name. Um, what else was there so Nikki Kevin Bella Owens. huh Kevin Owens Nikki Bella one of the two Kevin Owens versus Nikki Bella uh, <laughs> no, Nikki Bella versus Ruby Riot kicked off well, the action on Raw because the Riot Squad trashed the Bellas locker room. Oh, that, that was so... The acting was piss poor. <laughs> Can it acting, it was reality. Okay, okay. Can we have a conversation, please, about um, how... What WWE thinks a heel is in 2018? So we'll start with Nikki Bella and Brie Bella, who waltz in after being away for years and instantly get their own private locker room and don't have to dress with all the rest of the girls. So the girls being annoyed at that makes them the heels. Like they Nikki and Brie walk in as these people who have like other side projects and they don't really care they don't seem to care about wrestling that much because they've got Bella Radici and they've got Total Bellas, they've got Total Divas, they've got Birdie B and they walk in and get their own private dressing room and are annoyed that it gets trashed and then for the main event storyline you've got Braun Strowman who was cashing in although although he kind of lied 
about how he's going to cash it in. He was going to cash in his briefcase on Roman. Then gets triple teamed by the shield. Then has to go and find backup. And the shield are portrayed as the good guys. Uh, when they're the ones who are like... Well, I say they're the ones. Roman this week is they're like intimidating police officers and getting arrested last week and Braun Strowman's there as he was in the main event just coming out he's just wanting to fight he just wanted to look for Romy he just wanted to fight and I just don't I don't get why why am I booing Braun Strowman just to me it's just like there is no clear reason like I, I've said it I've been saying it forever about how like is this person a face now? Is this person a heel? Like, they never do a clear turn anymore. No. I um, think with Braun they did, though. I still don't think it was, like, 100% clear where you go, that's the moment he turned. It's just he came out... He the moment beat, he turned was he, when he teamed up with Dolph and Drew. Yeah, but, like, I mean, like, he was in a tag match with Roman and he turned his back on Roman, but they're already feuding at the time. Mm. So... Like they were never meant to be friends because they're automatically feuding over a title. But a face wouldn't do that. Faces have. Have they? Those kind of tweener faces. Like? Stone Cold. When when did he ever turn his back on his partner as a face? He probably did. (laughs) I remember him teaming with Shawn Michaels when they had a bit of a rivalry going and they they didn't coexist but he didn't turn on him behind his back. Yeah, and then they won the titles. Exactly. No, they didn't turn on. He didn't turn on him. But it's definitely happened. <laughs> I can't think of an example. I don't think. But it, it definitely has. Um, and the Rock and Mankind. Remember when they had to team? They got forced together. Well, I just to mention the Rock every <laughs> fucking show that we do. Why? Because he is a big part of WWE history, Matthew. And you know, he's Roman Reigns' cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Um, or is he really? I don't know. If he I don't really. think he is, no. Um, I, see, I, I, see, I see your point. Let me, let me throw it at you this way. Why would someone who is in a pack like Roman Reigns be booed when all he's doing is having his friends defend him against someone who is lying about how they're going to cash in the briefcase and take Roman's title that he's worked for three years to get back or to win I'm not saying that you should boo Roman a lot of people do (laughs) I'm just saying why do we have to boo Strowman you don't have to but on top of that He's now ordering people to not ordering, but encouraging people to attack the shield from behind. And has he said that though? Because he went out to the ring and called out Roman Reigns face to face. Well, last week they attacked the shield from behind. All of the heels. Do we know that was that? Like, do we know the heel orchestra? Who else that, is though? doing it? Corbin was the one who sent him out earlier in the night. Well, Broad and Corbin are in cahoots. Broadbin. Yes. Alright. <laughs> and with regards to the Bellas, who are you on there? How about if you look at it this way? So, Bellas are veterans who've come back to WWE despite all of their other ventures, rather than just as a break from them. Despite all of their other, they've come back to the thing they love to do, which is wrestling, which is how they got their fame and how they made their name. 
um, and they're veterans who deserve a certain amount of reverence from the other people in the locker room and the young upstarts who have made a habit of annoying everybody else are not showing them any respect I get that but at the same time do Natalia and Alicia Fox get their own locker rooms? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Natalia has been on just as many episodes of Total um, Divas. Natalia probably shares her locker room with Ronda with Rousey. With her best friend, Ronda <laughs> Rousey. Uh, and Alicia Fox probably shares one with Alexa and Mickey James. As if there's that many locker rooms. They all get changed in the same room. Well, well, it's an interesting theory, an interesting debate. Um, but Nikki Bella and Brie Bella, let's face it, half the people booed them anyway. Yeah, I, I personally don't have much of a problem with them. I don't have a problem with the Bellas. I, I think like they, Bellas. they get more flack than is necessary. Like, they didn't have to come back. No, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. That's why maybe they wouldn't be classed as heels, because they didn't have to come back. They've done it because they wanted to. And I mean, like, when you look at it, Nikki's got a shit neck, and Brie is a mum. Yeah. There's no need for either of them to come back. Yeah. And I, I, get, I, I get it. Like, I guarantee if evolution wasn't happening, they wouldn't be back. Probably not. But, like, you know, cut them some slack. I think maybe Brie would. But, I mean, at the end of the day, she is physically fit and not injured. She's just, just had a baby. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even after last week. Um, whereas Nikki is basically a, ne- a broken neck waiting to happen, unfortunately, because she's the better well, one. Of the two. Act a bit better. Yeah, that's true, but then, but they're, they're so used to take... just acting out reality, Matt. That they don't have to act. <laughs> do you know? What? I do feel a bit sorry for Brie Bella that Nikki Bella gets nominated for big for best reality <laughs> TV star. <laughs> she is the executive producer, though. They both are. Oh, is Brie? I didn't think Brie was. Yeah, it says it says Brie and Nikki on it. Does it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, like they also had their own show called Total Bellas, where it's <laughs> supposed to be equally about them. Yeah, you know, it's really not, but. Still, yeah, Nikki. They should, they should just be the twins as a package. Yeah, like they used to be. Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't, if they want acting tips, ways. maybe she should ask John C. Yeah. Mm. Never mind. No. You have to go there, didn't you? <laughs> I suppose you could say you didn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you laughed at your own joke. Somebody has to. Somebody has to. Um, right, yeah, well, Nikki better beat Ruby Wright. That's where I was going with that one. <laughs> that was a fucking big tangent for just that. Um, in other news, slightly regarding Raw, obviously, I don't think we ever spoken about this um, over the last few weeks. Matt Hardy. Hmm. So, a lot of stuff's been posted by him on Twitter recently, basically chron- um, chronicling his whole career in pictures, which has been really interesting to, to see, actually, because there's hmm. loads of pictures I've never, ever seen before. Um, so, it's really quite cool. I don't know. Matt, have you seen this? I've not. No, he's been posting literally a, a photo every day for the last two or three months now. Yeah, since like from like the very start of the nineties, all the way like in what chronological order Twitter? on Twitter. Yeah, in chronological order mostly. Um, I'll go and have a look. I'll have a look now with some quite, with, like some real like candid photos of his yeah, whole, so him like, and Jeff's whole career. Some some like promotional photos, some backstage yeah. photos. It's pretty interesting. Um. So. He's never. He's not I don't even know if I follow him. <laughs> really, he's not confirmed nor denied anything, as far as I'm aware. But he did write a few weeks ago that um, he posted. I think it was a video or a, a GIF of them of them doing, doing the leg, leg drop, drop off and a splash thing, uh, the joint tag team move that they did. And he said I that, this, what they used to call that the Ome- I think it was called the Omega leg drop or something. 
um, because they're, they're, they had a wrestling company called Omega or yeah. something, didn't they? Uh, and he said, this is the reason why my... Like, my, my back and my back pelvis and my are fusing. Pelvis are fusing together and stuff. So um, he... At no point has he said, oh, I'm retiring from England competition or I'm nearing the end of my career, but it's been assumed. At, at the same time, he's been doing very kind of cryptic kind of like goodbye and apologies yeah. and stuff like that. And there was one particular tweet, I can't, can't quite remember what it was now, where he basically hinted that um, he'd started a new journey um, backstage. Um, so that seems to be the current rumour going around. No one's confirmed or denied it, as I say. Um, but it seems that Matt Hardy has moved into a backstage position at WWE. Now, obviously, um, that affects a few people. Firstly, with probably more than anybody else, it affects Bray Wyatt. Um, now, I don't know if you guys have seen Bray Wyatt's Twitter post recently. No. I, I saw a post from Matt about a month ago when we last kind of saw him on TV saying to Bray, like, um, goodbye and thank you. For the last however many months, stuff like that. No, I've not seen that one. But Matt, have you seen Bray Wyatt's tweets recently? Follow the man behind the mask. What? That's his his thing he tweets. It's Pin's tweet. Oh, is it? Bray's? Yeah. Um... Basically, Bray Wyatt, um, do, you, do you remember, I think it was last week, might have been a week before, where WWE posted like a picture and got people to vote for who was their favourite faction of all time? Yeah. So Bray Wyatt had, cop- had taken that photo and used it in his tweet, uh, and he said something along the lines of, and I could probably find it verbatim if you wish, uh, let me just check it. I'm going away now to find myself. This is the one. But when I'm back, I want you all to remember things like this to make me do the things I do. And the things like this he's referring to is a picture of the factions listed, none of which included the White family. Um, so it was the best factions of all time. So it's top 10. So we had Undisputed Era, the Freebirds, Nexus, Heart Foundation, the New Day, Evolution, NWO, DX, Four Horsemen and Shield. Uh, in that order. No reverse. shock, they put DX above NWO. DX above NWO, yeah. I mean, I personally would. Yeah, I but... would, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't believe I Nexus would. wouldn't have the shield first. No. Um, an Undisputed Era, I mean, they're great and all, but I don't think they're in the top 10 factions of all time in WWE. New Day aren't on there. Yeah, they are. New Day are sick. Oh, are they? Huh. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Let's read that again. I'm going away now. To find myself, but when I am back, I want you all to remember the things like this that make me do the things I do. Do you reckon he could come back with a white family? So, this is what Depends people have long, obviously. I guess how long Harper's out? Um, Rowan's out? Maybe. Yes, this is what people have obviously assumed from this tweet. Um, it would make sense, right, that this was what he's hinting at. But is that just too obvious? Yeah, to to me, that kind of sounds like a. It, that, having that happen would seem like a bit of a cop out. Yeah, you know, like oh, it, it seems to work. You know, I've putting him back with the white. You family. know what I would love him to do, and it's never going to happen. But be Win a match? the leader of Sunny. No. No, I think keep him away, especially now that Sanity is shit. I think he like they're they're no, different. Would, I reckon make him better. I think Sanity are the kind of mental unhinged characters and. Why it's like a cult leader? I mean, what what happens to Eric Young then? 
Yeah. Maybe there could be some sort of power struggle between White and Young, and then Young could be kicked out, that sort of thing. Because uh, every Young can go on his own anyway. He's got enough charisma and whatever to, to do that. But the others, I think, need a leader. Um, but yeah, interesting. I mean, it's very, just an interesting thought. That's what he's obviously put out on Twitter. So I'm assuming he's obviously cleared that with WWE as well uh, before he's done it. Whether he's just trying to stir things up or build hype or excitement for his return, whatever. It probably um, we'll, ne- we'll probably not see the White family, but I wouldn't be against it if we did. I just want I want them to give Bray Wyatt something interesting. I'm, I'm, personally, what I would be what I'd be up for is a Wyatt family reunion without Braun, um, have them feud with and Braun. have them feud with Braun to sort of you know the whole this is the monster we created. We're the one who can destroy him, sort of thing. I still want to see Sister Abigail. I think you might be the only one who does. <laughs> <laughs> After what happened last time, I mean. <laughs> you know what? I was a little bit gutted that it didn't happen, though, because <laughs> I knew it was going to be so shit. I was so ready for it. Here's a post from 14th of August, which is just. Is before SummerSlam. Yeah. Picture of Hardy and Wyatt and uh, Maxwell saying, Thank you for everything, my comp here. I shall miss you, Bray Wyatt. And then later on that day, tweeting a photo of him at ringside with Maxwell, like looking very emotional, holding hands as if they as if they just shared a moment or that could be his last match or anything like that. Well, I feel like this is the thing with Matt Hardy. I feel like he's been such a big star and he's like a big legend. He's a legend of WWE. Um, Unless he's that injured that he can't wrestle again, surely they should have given him one last match on like a pay per view or at least TV. Yeah, I mean, unless he's physically unable to compete, fair enough. Which I don't think he but, is, but he was he's, competing. He's had matches after he's kind of tweeted about his yeah. his problems. So uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm just trying to find the original tweet where he mentioned about his back and his pelvis. Yeah, um, I think it might be going a while. Uh, oh yeah, I'll try and find it. In him. We can move on. Should we? Should we get back onto Raw because we have gone on a massive tangent? Here we go. This move maneuver was called Event Omega, and it is most likely the reason I've recently learned my lower back and pelvis have started fusing together. Funaki says, "Why? Why would you do that?" Matt just says, "Sorry." <laughs> but anyway, oh, because it was it was on Funaki. That's why. Ah, oh, right, yeah. Um, so, moving back to Raw, then. Well, I don't really think there's anything else on Raw worth talking about. Kevin gave an explanation why he's back. Mick Foley, Triple H. <laughs> there was plenty. Uh, Kevin Owens, why is he back? Well, he's back because basically Baron Corbin wanted him back and has said that he can do whatever he wants. Whenever he wants, he's got a what was it a clause where he's not held responsible for his actions. Yeah, which I mean, I'm quite happy with for Kevin Owens. Well, I mean, when you're a wrestler, it's probably what you would expect. Yeah, uh, but I'm, 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 I'm here for Kevin Owens as a sort of psycho killer. Mm. I think. I mean, he started on Tyler Breeze, which <laughs> isn't the the biggest sort of scalp is it um, one of my favourite well I'm not things... excited so just before you get in there is for this rivalry with Bobby Lashley I just don't want to see it no no because he's just going to lose well, one of my favourite things is when you get that psycho Kevin Owens the just the primal scream and yell <laughs> after he powerbombed someone on an apron yeah 
I would have kind of liked him maybe to power. I, I, I'm sure Tyler Breeze wouldn't have liked this, but for him to power bomb Tyler Breeze on the apron, scream at him, and then kind of look around and just pick him up and do it again. Yeah. And then pick him up and do it a third time, and then maybe referees come down and yeah. stuff, and just have him like, just like wild-eyed and crazy, just like, just yelling at the camera and like pulling his hair and. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I'm very interested to see where this goes with Kevin Owens because it's something new, it's a bit different. They've, they've made it about Sami Zayn. Yeah, which is fine. It's okay. Like it makes sense. Yeah. That's why now why he's attacking Bobby Lashley. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a little bit underwhelming. I feel like they could have done his return a bit better, or, yeah, or just drag it, that out. They left it more than a week. Just give him yeah, have him have a month off, yeah. and then have him attack Bobby Lashley. Yeah, exactly. Um, so moving on from that, then we'll obviously we'll see where that goes. I, I don't think there's been a match made for the Hell in the Cell or anything. So not officially. Maybe it will be for the week. I don't know, but um, my man, the card ain't that big, is it? Fair in the cell. Not that I can think of. No. Uh, moving on from that, then. So I'm going to a different card. So looking forward to the is it Super Showdown um, in Melbourne, Australia. I don't know if you heard, but Triple H and the Undertaker are going one on one for the first time ever. They're not, are they? Yeah, they are. Uh, oh, so obviously this last is, this week is totally missed me. <laughs> this is passing by. Obviously last week we had a big big deal with Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker in the ring together on Monday Night Raw for the first time in bloody ages, um, and it was a, it was an epic moment, a really great <clears> moment. <throat> this week probably not so epic. Triple H just comes out to cut a promo about the Undertaker, says that he was shocked that the Undertaker was offended or angered. By it's Shawn 2018, of course he was. <laughs> Shawn Michaels' opinion about who would win the match. Uh, he said that he didn't think that that mattered to people like The Undertaker. Undertaker's and the lost Undertaker, respect for yeah, himself. The only reason Undertaker was bothered is because he's not because he's lost respect for Shawn or Triple H, but that he's lost respect for himself. Ooh, burn. Oh, burn. Um, and then Triple H said he's going to put him down, which seems to be the sort of tagline. Yeah, the tagline for this. This match, which is fine. Um, anybody excited to see Triple H versus The Undertaker? Yeah, I am. Like, excited? Maybe not excited, but I mean, like, they're two two of the biggest legends ever. Yeah. Um, who we're not going to see again in the same ring, you would oh, assume. We. <laughs> um, well, when would you otherwise? Man, a Royal Rumble or. No, it's not going to happen. Um. Well, The Rock versus John Cena was a uh, once in a lifetime. Yeah, but those guys are a lot younger. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I'm excited in a way, just because it's a monumental moment. It should be anyway. Um, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Huh? Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, last time ever. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't <laughs> happen. <laughs> um. I forgot what I was going to say now. I derailed you. Yeah, I think Triple H... Triple H never gets mentioned in terms of people... Like, of great promos. And I think ever ever since evolving into this corporate character... Triple H's promos... Some of the, like, some of the best and most real-sounding promos out there. Yeah, I think it's because he's, he's allowed to go maybe a bit closer to the bone. Yeah. Other people. So I, I tweeted after this promo was... That, that's why perhaps just for certain people you bullet point promos and not script them yeah I do, yeah I would agree it's, he certainly delivers a very good promo because like Kevin Owens does. does a similar similar thing where it just sounds conversational yeah 
It's not like this is the point I am making. <laughs> yeah, and Triple H has always did it for a great promo. So I mean, it's um, nothing new that he's delivering these promos. But I think he, you're right; he has taken it to a whole new level with, with the corporate sort of gimmick because he, um, yeah, he, he knows he's not going to have any repercussions for what he says. He's Triple H, for crying out loud. <laughs> He can do. He can literally do what he wants when he wants. What's he gonna do? Fire himself? Can only do it in storyline. Moving on from that, then. So, anything else from Raw that you wanted to mention? Oh, we should mention. Sorry, Mick Foley. We'll probably come on to that. Yeah, we might as well do it. Mick Foley and Elias. So, firstly, I just want to say I like this segment. I thought this was really good. Mm. Um, Elias was brilliant again, Um, and. You know, the whole throwback, actually, to the end of the cell match in 20 years, that whole package was amazing. That was great. Gave me chills watching it. Just, Jesus, Mick. Like, why? I why think, did you do this? I think it was it was good for them to finally give the match the respect it deserves, yeah. rather than it just being... It's, a, kind of, it's kind of been like the sort of, like, ugly redhead cousin. Yeah, like, rather than it just being a clip that's shown... It was all about this match and all what it actually meant to people in and out of the match. Um, and yeah, I thought it, it was good that they finally kind of treating it how it should be treated. Yeah. Because it's one of the most influential matches in the history of WWE. Yeah. All of wrestling. Certainly most memorable. Although, they kept saying it was the 20th anniversary of Hell in a Cell, which is not. Which is not. No, 20th anniversary of that match. Which it also isn't, because that was in like May, wasn't it? Junior. Yeah. Um, I'll give them that. It's at least the same year. <laughs> yeah. We're not WWE like with their anniversaries. It's the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. It's not. <laughs> my 25th birthday is not the 25th anniversary of my birth. Wait, no, technically that is. 25, 20, 24 years after the first WrestleMania is not the 25th anniversary. Uh, yes. That's, the one, that's what you meant to say, right? No, that's what I meant to say. Uh, anyway. Mick Foley and Elias, this segment was great. Uh, Elias was brilliant, winding the crowd up as beautifully as ever. Mick Foley comes out. Americans are the, so easy to wind up. I was explaining this to Frankie, right? Because you know how much she hates wrestling. Hmm. I don't know how you can, but she does. Um, and I was trying to... Basically, one of her biggest loves in life is music. Live music. Guitar music. So I thought, right. Elias. Elias does guitars. She'll dig this. She'll dig this. Um, turns out she didn't. not so much <laughs> now she loved uh, Elias's guitar playing but then she didn't quite understand why people weren't just booing him from the start like they know he's a bad guy I explained his whole background and like he's he basically is a performer who like an arrogant performer who hates every town he's ever in uh, she said well why don't they know that and why don't they just boo him all the time rather than getting on board with him doing his little catchphrase and then getting angry when he turns on them because <laughs> It's like you're brewing the up. story. <laughs> He's just ruining it all. That's why you never introduce logic in wrestling. <laughs> uh, but she really appreciated the fact that he was really good at guitar. Um, not so much with the singing. Um, but anyway, tangent. Mick Foley. He's he's now been announced because apparently Baron Corbin uh, has got his hands full. Stephanie McMahon says that Mick could. Well, she's a separate thing. But Mick can make matches all of a sudden. He made a match He can later. make one match. Make one match. But he's also been added to the Hell in a Cell main event between Roman and Braun as the special guest referee. Mm-hmm. Interesting decision. 
Yeah. I, I can't I see where they're too much with coming from it. I mean, Rick's not going to get too physically involved based on his physical condition. Um, yeah, I, I don't think interesting. he's... I don't, I'm not... A, I'm going to put it out there. I'm not a fan of special guest referee matches. No, not really. It always kind of distracts from the match itself. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like this particular example might may just be just one of the legit ones where he's just there he's just there to commemorate the, like, the match yeah. I think like I personally can't see him getting involved that much I, I think there may be a moment where Braun tries to intimidate him yeah. and Foley stands up for himself the and old, kind oh of, having a push yeah and get, gets the crowd kind of going <laughs> um, he's going to put Braun, he's going to put Mr. Socko on Braun isn't he no <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Socko <laughs> but um, yeah I, I can't see him Getting thrown off the top of the cell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he can even get up there these days. No, I doubt it. He'd have to start the match. I'm so scared. Terrified. So, yeah, Mick Foley's <laughs> special guest referee for Brawl versus Roman. So, we'll see how that pans out. We'll have predictions for that just after we get into running down what happened on SmackDown. But before we do, I just wanted to give a shout out to Renee Young. Yeah, I was going to mention this earlier. Renee Young, who was this week made the first ever female permanent full-time commentator on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, right? Not on SmackDown either. In WWE. Yeah. Um, so, which is a brilliant achievement for her. I thought she did well. There was a few sort of minor things I thought maybe she'd need to look at. She said the Alexa Ronda match was going to be inside Helen as well. I didn't pick that up. She went... And a match taking place inside at Helena Cell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, generally, I thought she did really well. And I like the dynamic now. I think Michael Cole, what this has done, unfortunately, for WWE, has made Michael Cole look even more of a an outcast, of, of a, a dated old man. Yeah. Because you've it's- got Renee and Corey, who are both actually really good friends in real life, who obviously get on, and they're both similar age, as far as I'm aware. And they make trendier, younger references. Whereas Michael Cole tried to reference like Rihanna when he talking about Alicia Fox, and then Corey and, and um, Renee were just like, "Is like that wow. weird uncle?" There, yeah, he is like the weird. Well, uncle. That, that's <coughs> similar to what I tweeted earlier on. Is that the reason why SmackDown's commentary team is better? Is you got three guys who are all friends, mm. who are all of the similar. I don't think anyone's friends with Byron Saxton. Corey Graves talks on Sam Roberts' podcast about how he actually, like, he loves Byron. Like, they're, they're really good friends in real life. I don't think Corey could get away with saying what he says about yeah, Byron Saxon if exactly. they weren't friends. It was like, people always, like, tweet me saying how much of a dick I am to <laughs> Byron. But, like, I generally, like, I, I love Byron more than anyone else on this planet outside of my family. Um, which is weird. But I, I think I, I just... everyone has that same relationship with uh, Saxon. <laughs> yeah, everyone hates him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Even even Phillips bullies him. <laughs> a big E. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you've gone full Saxton. <laughs> oh, never go full Saxton. Um, yeah, they, 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 they do a drive along where they left him somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, that was Michael Cole and JBL. They stopped off at a like a, at a gas station or something, and then they just drove off while he was in the toilet. Yeah, but when they do it, it comes across as bullying. bullying yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, so they're three guys of similar ages who all seem like friends and they all have good chemistry together. But then you go to Raw, it's been lessened now that Renee's on there, but you had, like, Coach uh, 
Corey and Michael Cole, who all just seem like colleagues. Yeah, and they're really different. Like, you know, when you we talk to people at work in the kitchen and you try and have a conversation about something, and it's just like, so, um, lovely weather we're having. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing I hate more in the world than that. And that's why, talk. I, that's what I imagine those three like. So, with Rene in now, it kind of. Oh, oh, you just do what I do. You put your headphones in and ignore everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do now. <laughs> You mean you don't engage in the uh, the weather conversation? <clears throat> I can't remember the last time I talked to anyone outside of Laura at work. <laughs> so you know what you hear goes, "Oh, lovely weather we're having," or oh, "Shit weather we're having." Yeah, it's supposed to brighten up for the weekend, though. Yeah, doing anything nice? No, not really. How about you? No, no, not really. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Nothing I hate more in the world. I don't even come. In, I don't even say hello in the morning. I just walk in and sit down and walk out without saying anything I, I will only say hello in the morning if someone said it to me and it's awkward if i don't say it back <laughs> no the worst is when you, you walk in and you don't want to say it and they look at you and you're like oh for fuck's sake morning <laughs> there's a guy there's a guy who works there you know, you know william um he who? william oh william he comes in every morning and everybody he passes on the way, and he, he doesn't pass me now, but back in, in the old office, he used to come past my desk, and he would say good morning to each of every, everyone individually. Yeah. So he'd come past me like, morning, 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 and everyone's like, morning, William. And like, everyone loves him, and I love him as well, but I just, I, it's just not in me. <laughs> I have very, in inadvertently, I have awful manners. <laughs> I was just never raised that way. But... <laughs> Don't play mum and dad. <laughs> they never taught me fuck all. Um, I've got great manners. Well, you're older. You've had more time. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Renee's on the commentary booth. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, no, how we get into manners, I have no idea. But yes, she is. Fuck down anyway. So well done, Renee Young. Long may it continue. I assume that means she's off all SmackDown duties now, like for, in terms of backstage. Now she just gets to hang out with her husband every week. Who's, who's apparently getting arrested all the time. <laughs> yeah. Right, SmackDown Live. So, we'll run through SmackDown because we we'll, we'll run out of time. We always bloody run out of time for SmackDown, don't we? Maybe we should start with SmackDown. Um, but anyway, we like to go chronological. So, SmackDown this week started with a September 11th thing. That one's in the bucket. Has anyone seen the interview with Selena Vega? I have not. I saw a, a, a photo of it and it, the caption was like how 9-11 changed Selena Vega's life, but I haven't seen it. I don't know why. My dad was in the World Trade Center and he died. Oh, really? Um, Didn't know that. He was on the floor above the plane. Oh. Um, so he, he, she she was doing a... There's about a six, seven minute video on Twitter with Renee Young where she's talking about it. Um, in how, character? No, just as the person has... Dear Trinidad, um, and yeah, she's talk, talking about um, how she had the day off school um, because she had a doctor's appointment, and then her mum got a call, and her mum was separated from her dad at the time, but she was kind of like frantically panicking on the phone, and she she kind of caught wind of what what was happening, and was listening into all the conversation, and all could hear was like her dad like apologising to her mum for everything that's happened between them, and. Like tell, make sure and tell the kids that that he loves them, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's really like, as Lillian Gossie would say, it's really like raw and inspiring, because mm. she talks about how um, uh, the the biggest thing that kind of always brought them together was wrestling. Mm. Um, 
so her doing doing it now is in all kind of like in memory of him um it's, it's a cool story you should watch it obviously a sad one yeah it's, it's a sad one um but she's kind of she, she, was, she was talking about how um the week that weekend before cause it was on a tuesday that weekend before was her weekend with with her dad yeah and he planned this whole kind of weekend in this this kind of resort in in New Jersey where they had like the best weekend ever together. Yeah. And she had a moment where she could speak to him on the phone and say goodbye and that kind of stuff. But yeah. she chose not to because she wanted her last memory to be a positive one. Yeah. Um, and she said how she she hated herself for like however many years after for that, but then kind of grew to realise it was like the better thing for her. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now she uh, she talks about competing at evolution and stuff, and it's all kind of come full circle. So uh, yeah, it's all good stuff. Mm. You should, you should check I was it out. actually there a month to the day before it happened. Really? In New York, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that wanted to drag the podcast down into <laughs> into a nine eleven <laughs> discussion, um, as sad and tragic and historic and awful as that event was. Um, WWE were commemorating it with a bell toll, um, which you know they they've done I think quite a few times before, haven't they? And obviously SmackDown after nine eleven was like a big deal. Yeah, and yeah. I, I watched. It was I, one of the most heart wrenching. Like, it was the first sporting event or event. It was the first any kind of public first collection of people, wasn't it? In America, yeah. I I yeah. I watched a clip from it yesterday. I watched Vince McMahon's speech mm. at the start of the show. Which, to be honest, is very kind of like presidential worthy. Mm-hmm. And then I kept seeing all these comments about Stephanie and the a, a, a kind of you know how they have like a bunch of the superstars talk about it yeah, yeah. and stuff. And they talk about the, the what Stephanie said. And I went back and watched it, and Stephanie was like, um, like ten ten years ago, um, these these awful people tried to tear our family apart talking about that steroid trial yeah yeah these awful people tried to tear our family apart and destroy our lives and all it did was make us stronger and that's exactly how us americans feel right now when these awful people have tried to tear america apart all it's going to do is make us stronger it's like there's no way you're comparing (laughs) a fucking terrorist attack to to a a steroid steroid trial trial, yeah so like yeah people will be gonna get pissed about that (laughs) (laughs) obviously in 2018 they would dig that up and get annoyed about it Mm. Um, anyway, we'll move on from that. Um, I don't think we could probably stretch to an episode on 9 11. <laughs> I don't think it's wrestling related. You should uh, try sometime. <laughs> um, but yeah, SmackDown. So SmackDown started off, uh, I actually Jeff Hardy. Yeah, with Jeff Hardy, whose promo this week was awkward. Mainly because I don't think the crowd got involved in any way. I think he was trying, he was trying his best, and then I just don't like the new way he's like, enjoy the show! <laughs> I just don't like it. Yeah, that's a bit kind of awkward. That makes it seem like a show. Yeah. Not like an actual fight. Not a wrestling event. Yeah. It's just a show. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bit awkward when he did I'm the... going straight to hell, enjoy the show! <laughs> it was awkward with the, um, like, fade away and classify as obsolete in the background <laughs> yeah. like just, there was about 10 people who joined it <laughs> yeah. um, I imagine if he was in uh, Chicago or or Canada or something it would have worked or out not I, Brooklyn <laughs> say Brooklyn not Brooklyn <laughs> fuck Brooklyn 
uh, every week. Um, yeah, so it was a bit awkward. But he was uh, he was up against Shinsuke Nakamura, who was defend not defending the United States of Nakamura Nakamerica uh, title, um, and won't seemingly be defending it at Hell in a Cell either. So that's the IC title and the US title not being defended. Um, mm. So he was it was up against him. Decent match, good match. Randy Orton comes and interrupts, obviously leading to their match at the weekend. Jeff Hardy though managed to get a bit of the upper hand this time, um, which is good. A little bit of evenness into the into the equation. I still I still don't understand why this is in Hell in a Cell. I do. I get it. I get it. It's, it's a blood feud, and there's not really there's only really one other feud. Which is AJ and Samoa Joe. Which I wanted a lot more. Which to me deserves to be in Hell in a Cell as well, but... And to, to be honest, with, with SmackDown... I don't think it needs to be. Um, the the weaker case out of the three would be Charlotte and Becky, but yeah. you could also... Like you they, could they put, fully put, justify that. Yeah, they've put matches in Hell in a Cell for a lot less. Yeah. They've just put matches yeah. in Hell in a Cell because it's Hell in a Cell like time Roman of year. Rusev. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's got to the point because the SmackDown stories are so so good at the moment and well, so well thought out that we could just have every SmackDown match in Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Like, just fucking stick Rusev yeah. Day and New Day at a. The Miz Brie Bella. Yeah. The Miz Maurice just have the, Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan. Just have every the single first match. ever mixed tag Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> you know how they love a first ever. Yeah. Yeah, just have every single match of the show Imagine in Hell in a Cell. would hurt herself in a Hell in a Cell match. God. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so US title not being defended. Bit of a shame. Um, what was I going to say about Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton? Uh, did you enjoy the show? <laughs> I did enjoy the show, yes. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. This was it. It was about Jeff Hardy. So who would have thought that out of the two Hardys, Jeff Hardy would be the one going on the longest? Yeah. That's um, just about to go into a Hell in a Cell match at his age, where his brother has just had to basically retire, as far as we're aware, because of injuries. I, I do wonder if this is kind of like a last hurrah. Yeah, I think it might be, but I mean, he still looks like he's got plenty in the tank. Plenty, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I am just terrified of potentially seeing Jeff Hardy die on Sunday, <laughs> and as someone who's been one of my favourite wrestlers for 15 years I, I, I don't want to see him die in the ring or on the table outside the ring <laughs> on the floor outside the ring more likely on the ramp he would take it he would take a like a, a bump off of the cell to the concrete floor onto yeah. the, or onto the steps or something not that you could because they're on the inside of the cell but. Well, maybe, well maybe he'll you know how in the old wrestling games the uh, the, the two panels at the top of the cell come yeah. break through He'll jump through that gap onto the ring. <laughs> He'll do a swanton bomb. Yeah. Through the top of the cell. <laughs> On top of Randy Orton. Yeah. And miss. As long as they stack 15 tables so he only actually has to jump two yeah. foot, it'll be fine. Yes. Yeah, so I'm trying to stack 15 tables. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Who would have thought? Jeff Hardy. Going longer than Matt. I know he's younger, but come on. Um. Smackdown, the rest of Smackdown. I mean, Smackdown was good. I think this week probably one of the weaker weeks in terms of yeah. Sma- Smackdown's been very good for the last since SummerSlam. Yeah, and this one was probably the weaker. I of, mean, I did enjoy. Um, it was, yeah, it was still a good. I thought it was better than Raw as well. Yeah, and it's just it's so much shorter. It seems so much shorter. It's, it's an hour shorter, so it's a third off of it. Yeah, I, I it watched, seems a lot shorter. I watched Raw after coming home from work on a Tuesday, and it takes up like my entire evening. Mm. 
I watched yeah. SmackDown after coming home from work on a Wednesday and can finish it before we start recording. Yeah. It just seems like... Uh, oh, I, I do skip through a lot more of yeah. the trash, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... Uh, we had Charlotte versus Sonya Deville, which you know, a perfectly fine match. I did enjoy this Becky Lynch thing. I thought this was quite inventive. Taking a page out of Jericho's book. Yeah, so disguising herself as a member of the audience. I do wonder how long she was there for. I could, I, I didn't have time I, I, to go back and have a look. I'd saw, I saw what had happened before I watched it. No, I so know. when Charlotte came down to the ring, or when Sonya came down to the ring, I had a look at that section. I, I couldn't see her. I can't imagine she was there until after the match. Yeah, I mean, the disguise wasn't amazing. I feel no. like someone would have recognised. Yeah. I don't wonder whether those people with the selfie were plants or not. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, because if you look at the slow-mo reaction, they really react. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. And because like, one of them's like a, a kid. Yeah, but on SmackDown, like on TV in general, you don't get people t- taking selfies with the superstars. Cause the superstars no, that, well, that's very much a house. They don't stop, do they, when they're going up and down? The yeah, it's very much a house show thing. Yeah. It would have been very convenient for that for that to have happened. Someone would be like, Charlotte, come take a selfie. Yeah, maybe there was one plant. The first plant who took a selfie with her was a. Well, first fan was a plant, so that other people. Did someone else take a selfie? I think they were at, at ringside. Like, I don't know she like she went around high fiving oh, people and so, just someone that. was just there giving her a thumbs down <laughs> right in her face. <laughs> yeah, he still high fived her. Yeah. I think she she said she like grabbed his hand and said something to him, like <laughs> steady on mate. So yeah, Becky Lynch attacked Charlotte whilst, you know, disguised as a another woman. Um and I quite liked it. I thought it was quite cool. I'm looking forward to this. It was match. different, yeah. It was a bit different, something a bit new. Um uh, Becky Lynch gets the upper hand, which she doesn't often do. Um Get it? Hand, arm, just yeah. armor. And then I liked her little promo right there at the end as well. Basically, where she said, "I'm," I said, "I was going to break Charlotte's arm, and I will do after I beat her for the title on Sunday." Done. That's it. Nothing more. Mum went. Is she Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mum. Can you not tell? <laughs> She's ginger. <laughs> um, have, you, have you ever seen, by the way, her NXT debut? No. She comes out Irish dancing. Does she? Yeah. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. And it's so WWE. And she can't Irish dance. <laughs> so it's just like stereotypical, just <laughs> flailing your legs around. So awkward. Oh dear. Um moving on from that then. Well we had I guess we had a dual main event which we should talk about. I mean there wasn't too else that went on outside the ring this week on We had the AJ and Samoa Joe promos. Oh yeah. Samoa Jomos. This is in the build-up to what was in the match on Sunday, WWE title match. We had this an empty arena in like camera, well, piece to camera from AJ, uh, which was a bit odd. Uh, the promo. I liked it. I liked it. It was just a bit weird. Yeah. Like, why did they do this in yeah. the empty arena before? It was different. So that AJ didn't have to be on the show. And he can't control himself. Yeah. I guess it like storyline-wise, it could be Paige keeping them apart. Yeah, I guess so. Um it it also it made the promo a lot easier to follow because you didn't have to worry about crowd interaction yeah, interruptions from, yeah. um, and they, they completely silenced out the crowd yeah. all they did was play the audio from the interview so that was good and then yeah Samojo's poem was lovely <laughs> Samojo's poem was brilliant I mean the production value on this is great um, but it's just a bit like my my weird, problem with it yeah my problem with it is that it, it was overproduced yeah it should have just been, and I, I get the images helped, but it should have just been Samoa Joe just 
staring down the camera reading the poem yeah. with the camera just getting slowly slowly like zooming in on his eyes basically yeah um overproduced is probably the having the book you. was fine i think but yeah. having all like the video package to go with it just made it seem a bit yeah eh. but i mean it was really well produced he's so scary <laughs> he's terrified especially when he's now got like a scar above his eye as well just his, his voice you, you oh, watched the, uh, <laughs> you watched the um, oh, chronicle, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, <coughs> he managed to get himself a voice part on Transformers. Yeah, so not surprised. I wish I sounded like some old Joe. Boys. Um, so yeah, there was that which I thought was was really interesting. Uh, a different build, I think, for this match. Yeah, th- this is typical a typical brawl or contract signing or anything. This has been really different. This isn't just build. like a. Um, we have to have a title match, so let's have a title match. Yeah. It's like this is this, this is a, a feud. Yeah. Two people who genuinely can't stand each other in story. I think the story, part of the story here is Samoa Joe has got AJ so off his game that the plan is for AJ to forget these WWE champion to let his guard down, and then for Samoa Samoa Joe is the one guy sneak in the back who door could take advantage of that instantly and put him to sleep. Mm. I think that's probably a really good story that they're they're trying to tell because it's there is that threat constantly with some other Joe, like put you to sleep at any moment. Could literally just put you to sleep at any moment, and if AJ takes him like over the ball, then you know, new champ, new daddy. Because <laughs> automatically, when you become champion, you become someone else's partner's dad, right? Well, obviously. <laughs> um. Anyway. The rest of SmackDown there. So weird. I don't know why she told Wendy, by the way, that he'd be her new daddy when Wendy's his wife. Yeah, that's what I thought at the time. But no, yeah, it's, it's, maybe it's more of a, like, who's your daddy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it should just be even more sinister, which is brilliant. The rest of SmackDown. Well, we had Carmella accompanying our truth to the ring for a match against um, Andre Cien Almes. Andrade Cien Almes, not Andre. So Carmella's a face now. Yeah, apparently so. Do you want to know the main reason why? I know what the main reason why, but carry on. The main reason why you can tell is Corey Graves has turned his back on her. <laughs> yeah. Even though he did come out, when she came out, he did say Mella is money. Well, he said you can blame Carmella entirely for that. Carmella was money, but now she no longer is because she's <laughs> paired with R-Truth. So therefore, Carmella is now babyface. Yeah. Yep. Carmella equals babyface. Mella is face. Um, Asuka and Naomi had a really weird thing I didn't see that oh, Maybe it's not worth talking about I think I fast forwarded it Are they going to like teams together now? I guess so Yeah they got a tag match at Super Showdown Alright oh, against the Iconics Yeah yeah. Fourth though um, And then there was the main event Well the dual main event of the evening First up was the tag team um, match To decide who would face the New Day At Hell in a Cell Between the bar and Rusev Day and I really liked the ending to this. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, and I thought it was a good story to tell. Um, and just, you know, Aiden taking the bullet for Rusev, just, you know, trying to redeem himself even further, and he already has. Well, I quite liked it. Um, and I love the match kick. <laughs> you do love the match kick kick. And mum, mum wanted me to mention, she said, say on the podcast that mum thinks Seamus would look a lot better with a spray tan. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't seem to have a problem with Aiden English at the time no. when put side by side they were the exact same colour. No. Yeah. Yeah, probably would do actually. But 
I think it's part I think of, he would. Part, I, think it's I was part trying of to explain gimmick. to her how it... He used to be nicknamed the like, Great White. She was like, you just need to have a tan like everybody else. I was like, yeah, but then you blend in. You yeah. want to stand out. And so like, well, he stands out because of his hair. That's like, not enough. You don't really want tan when you're ginger. Exactly. It wouldn't look right. Yeah. Uh, well, Becca Lynch is very tan. She's not a real ginger. I know though. she's not, but her hair is like orange. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so Rusev Day won this one. Well, I was kind of expecting the bar to win, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I was. It does feel like... I would be more interested in a bar... The New Day match at Hell in the Cell than I am the New Day Rusev Day one. It's because Battle of the Days. Yeah. Um, it does feel kind of like, like we said with um, when he was challenging for the uh, WWE title, that right, they've missed the boat on this Rusev yeah, Day thing. I think they have. They didn't strike while the iron was hot. No. The iron curtain was hot. Um, get it? So the Union. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, they didn't, and I think they did. You're right; they missed the trick a bit with with Rusev Day. They they capitalised too late, and now I don't think the Rusev Day is as popular as it used to be. No, it doesn't get the rece- anywhere near the reception. So I think they're trying other things to try and mix up a little bit, and it's just don't think. I've liked the story with Aiden English. I have liked it. Yeah, I just don't it just think feels it's like going down that the well. Success that you've been having, yeah, if you can call it that, has <laughs> come a bit late. Um, so yeah, moving on from that then. So obviously, one of the big matches heading into our in the cell is the tag, mixed tag team match between The Miz and Maurice against Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Um, so the main event for SmackDown was Brie Bella versus Maurice. <laughs> it's 2018. Brie Bella versus Maurice was the main event on SmackDown. Uh, but it didn't really last for... Well, it didn't go down that way, really, did it? There was a bit of a match, but um, not very long. Um, Brie Bella won by disqualification, as far as, if I can remember correctly. Um, and then there was a bit of a set two at the end. Between them all, Brie Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan end up coming out on top um, and we'll see you know what happens on Sunday <coughs> anything else on Smackdown no not no, really I, didn't I see know, we're sort of running out of time to do predictions I didn't see Paige this week on Smackdown or anything it's a, it was a bit thin on the ground in terms of backstage storyline which is not always a bad thing <coughs> sorry just trying to clear my throat should I get a drink no I'm fine um, so that was Smackdown so Predictions for Sunday. So we've got eight matches got confirmed on the wiki. Okay, do you want to, Aiden, roll them out and we'll get our predictions in? Right. Dolphin Drew versus Seven Dean. I'm going Dolphin Drew. Do we have to commit to these? Right. By the time I put these on Twitter, can I change my mind? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dolph, Dolph, Dolph Drew, Seth Dean. Who are you going for, Matt? Seth Dean. Who did you say? You said Dolphin. Dolphin Drew, yeah. I'm going to go for Dolphin Drew. I can't see him losing the titles this soon. No. And I mean, I mean, they could lose by disqualification. That might make sense, but... No, I'm going Dolphin Drew. They'll cheat to win. Yeah, I'm going Dolphin Drew. I can see this one going for a few months. Um, is this going to be the 2018 version of Seventeen versus The Bar that yeah. Matt loved? Yeah, yeah, it will. <laughs> um... Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is a tough one because I don't think they would have Charlotte lose the title soon. But then they well, I'm going Becky Lynch. Fuck it. I've gone for Becky Lynch the last three titles <laughs> So fuck it, I'm going again. You think you'd know better by now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm, Becky well, Lynch. I think they have to. Yeah, I think if they if there's ever gonna if they're ever gonna put it on her, they need to do it now because I don't know what you do with her after this. Yeah. I'm going, yeah, I'm going to go Becky Lynch. I'm going to go with Becky oh, Lynch. Oh, copies. <laughs> um, 
Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton inside Hell in a Cell. Oh Jesus! Well, this is yeah, this is going to be absolutely terrifying to watch. Um, but what's more terrifying is that I don't know who to pick. Um, but what happens if it turns out Randy Orton's the one who launches himself off the cage? <laughs> I don't think Randy Orton's doing that. Um, I'm going to go Randy Orton. Yeah, it's got to be Randy Orton. Why has it got to be? Yeah, Randy Orton. Because it's it ra- hard. Because it's Randy Orton. Yeah. I thought this was a hard one. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought I was going out on a limb by saying Randy Orton. No, it's got to be Randy Orton for me. You don't think they'd give Jeff a Jeff win? Hardy will crash and burn. Randy yeah. Orton rolls him in, RKO's him, picks him up, RKO's and then him again, punches him. I think he will on I think he'll just disappear. Maybe, maybe let him punt him. <laughs> let him punt him. Write him off for a while. Yeah. Alright, yeah. Well, I'm going Randy Orton. I'm going Randy. What are you, Matt? Randy Orton. Okay, Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss, or as um, Michael Cole called uh, the other week, um, Rousey Ronda Rowdy. <laughs> Rousey Ronda Rowdy. Um, I'm going with Rousey Ronda Rowdy. I'm going with Ronda Rousey Ron Ron Rowdy. Ron Ron Row Ron Ron Row. I'm going that screamy bitch. Can't bear that. <laughs> <laughs> but. I'm going for Ronda Rousey, but I think Nia Jax is going to attack her after the match. Hmm. Potentially, I don't see why she would, but I guess... Why wouldn't she? Well, because what's the point? Because that'll set up a new feud. Well, has she been? It's not a new feud either. They literally had a match two months ago. Yeah, but I mean, it's a new feud for now. Yeah, I guess. Um, But like, Ronda didn't beat her. Alexa interfered, didn't she, and cashed in. Yep. And Nia got her rematch with Alexa and, and lost. Yeah, Nia got her rematch and lost. So I don't know what beef she would have with Ronda, but maybe. Well, I suppose it was that that match where she lost the rematch. There was lots of shenanigans with Ronda at ringside. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it makes sense. We'll see. Um, but I just I see Ronda Rousey winning this one quite easily. All right. That's Ronda for all three of us. Yeah, we all got Or Ronda for me and you and that screamy bitch for Matt. <laughs> um, I'll leave that one till last. Um, Daniel Bryan and Brie Vella versus the Miz and Maurice. The yes couple versus the it couple. Um, now, my first my gut instinct is Brie Vella and Daniel Bryan. Um, but then my gut instinct for SummerSlam was Daniel Bryan to win. It wouldn't surprise me if the Miz and Maurice won. If they wanted to drag this story on further between the Miz and Daniel Bryan, which I hope they do, but I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. I'm going to go with um, Brian Bella <laughs> because yes, mood. Um, same with SummerSlam. I thought it was the smarter and better decision for Miz to win. And although I could just as easily see Miz and Maurice winning, I feel like they would want to tie this one up. Yeah. I mean... Tie the, tie the series. Yeah, do they? Or do they want to go, oh, Daniel Bryan cannot beat the Miz, and then he has one last chance to beat him. Like, even he couldn't even beat me with his family on his side. Like, his whole family are failures now, sort of thing. Yeah, but that's the kind of thing I thought with, with the... Mixed tag at WrestleMania 33, where it's like, oh, this could be the Miz getting one over on Cena, and then yeah, it literally just got squashed. Yeah. So, who knows? Oh, right, I'm going Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. 
I'm going Brian and Bella. Uh, Ali, you just convinced me to go the other way, so I'm going to go with... If you win now, I'm going to hit myself so bad. Right. Yeah. So you're going with Mesmeries. Yeah. All right. Uh, three more matches. Um, the Battle of the Days. <laughs> oh, Baron Corbin would hate. Oh, Days. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I like how this has gone over. Um, New, <laughs> Day. <laughs> New Day versus Rusev Day. Um, Who have you Day. got and why? New Day for me. They've just won the titles. They've missed the boat on Rusev Day. I think maybe Aiden English might cost them the match. and Inadvertently? Inadvertently. Um, and, yeah, New Day will retain. Yeah, I'm going New Day as well. For me, I'm going with your boys, the New Day. Because there's no way they're losing. <laughs> no way. No way, New Day. Uh, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, the singles match for the <sighs> WWE Championship. I'm going to go straight in Samoa Joe wins. And you know what? I think I agree with you. I feel like... Actually, I don't know. I feel like with AJ, after this... Could they have another match? Yeah, sure. Who else does AJ go up against? Only two real candidates are... The Miz and... Our truth. No, I'm kidding. Randy Orton. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, depends what happens, what's happening with Shinsuke. Um, I mean, like potentially in terms of people Almas. he hasn't feuded with. Yeah. Potentially, yeah, maybe Almas. I just don't, I don't think they'll give him that yet. No. Um. So if AJ were to win, his only real two options would be Miz and Randy, which would both be intriguing feuds. But I feel like. Now is now's the time. You've built Samojo up so much. You built him up really well against Brock Lesnar. Mm. Um, it was an underwhelming match. Um, they've built him up so well here. Where like where could he possibly go if he doesn't yeah. win? But even if he does, who's he got to face other than AJ again? Like yeah, well, Daniel he'll, yeah, he'll have the AJ rematch. Dan, yeah, Daniel Bryan rivalry. They could play off that whole history thing again. Um, Who else is there on SmackDown? I mean, I'm quite depends if, on the if, if Jeff sticks Jeff around, Hardy. but I doubt they'll put him in a main title feud. Um, yeah, it's just a little bit Finn. Oh, true. Maybe Finn. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Dylan. Jeff. Um, yeah, oh, I just I, realised how Finn on the ground they are in the main event scene on SmackDown for baby faces. Yeah, well, both really. Uh, yeah. Raw really is stacked, isn't it? And yet SmackDown is still the better show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, main event. So oh, what, so what's your prediction? I didn't predict. Um, so you're going AJ? No, no you're going Samoa Joe. You're like, going Samoa Joe, man. This is the first time I've gone yeah. against Samoa since I've gone against AJ in his entire title reign. Alright, I'm going to go AJ Styles. Just because we've been too similar all the way through. Okay. Alright. So here we are. The main event. Hen and Cell match for the WWE Universal Let's caveat that with something. I think the reason this isn't in Hen and Cell is that AJ... 
I've just said AJ's going to win. But I mean, the reason this isn't in there, so I said that AJ can get disqualified. Again. Again. Yes. But I'm going to stick with my AJ prediction. But if he gets disqualified, I will not be happy and I will not be surprised. <laughs> Maybe they make some kind of stipulation earlier in the night if no. AJ gets disqualified. Maybe. He loses the title. Maybe. Anyway, main event. Hell in a Cell match for WWE Universal Championship with Mick Foley as special guest referee. And I think this is kind of lost a bit. Is this Strowman's money in the bank cash? It? He is, yeah. yeah. Um... Well, I'm going to be quick and I'm going to predict Roman Reigns and that is me signing out. Are you off, are you? I'm off. 10 o'clock needs to be gone. Fair enough. All right. Well, you've got, we've got your prediction in there. Roman Reigns. Um, retains your final answer. Retains the universal title. Retains. He retained. That is your final answer, Matthew. Okay. My final answer. Fair enough. Right. Well, Matt, lovely to speak to you. Hopefully, um, we'll have both you and Matt back next week. Um, and uh, yeah, so have a great week. We'll see you next week. Over and out. Bye. Thank God we got rid of him. <laughs> So, Aiden, just me and you for this last one. Well, Matt's already had his input. Um, he says Roman. I think I'm in- inclined to agree. I don't know how. I don't know why or how, where or whatever, how this would happen. But I think Roman wins. Yeah. Um, People will be pissed. Roman is going to win. You sound confident. However, for the... As I went for McIntyre and Ziggler earlier, I think they're going to do a everyone on the shield thing, like we mentioned earlier. Mm. And whether it's clean or not, I don't know, but I think Strowman's going to win. Hang on, what? (laughs) (laughs) For me... You can't say Roman will win and then say you think Strowman's going to win. Roman will win, but I would... It would make it more interesting if Strowman wins. Um, For me, Roman doesn't work as the champion as well as he does um, being the challenger. Mm. Uh, You can't... It's hard to be the underdog fighting from underneath if you're the champion. Yeah. So, for me... I'm I'm thinking that Ziggler and McIntyre hold the tag titles. Roman holds the universal title. Holds like holds Raw Raw at Siege. Yeah. Um, they should call themselves the Dogs of Raw. <laughs> um, and yeah, the Shield then have to unite the way they are now to defeat the Greater Good. Uh, to defeat the great <laughs> for the great for the great good um, and to get their titles back I mean I, I, I guess Seth's still got the Intercontinental but yeah but I'd be up for that I think I think I would be up for that for but me it's the more I think it doesn't have to happen now yeah I, 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 I know they like. yeah I'm, they, they've only just given it to Reigns after all this time <clears throat> yeah but yeah when you if when, they were gonna, when's, when's Braun this way, if they were going to have Braun win it now they might as well have just had him beat Brock Lesnar. Exactly. So, for me, it's the more intriguing option. I can't see Braun getting a rematch if he didn't win it, unless 
the shield interfere, but that's the whole point of Hell in a Cell is to keep yeah. people out. Tell I, that to Chris I, I Jericho. almost guarantee someone's interfering in this match. Yeah. Um, it would be kind of be kind of cool to see Seth and Dean in like in their shield gear, kind of like um, zip zip lining down. <laughs> zip or, cool. I don't think people zip line these days. Not zip line, but you, you know like how Edge and Christian like did for repelling down. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's down. what I'm looking for. Not not Shawn Michaels zip line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like a good zip like line. Sting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that would be a cool visual, having them like on top of the cage, maybe trying to break in. Yeah. Um, while I don't know McIntyre and Ziggler have got inside and a triple team in him. Yeah. That'd be cool. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I don't know why they wouldn't just run down to the ring and help <laughs> instead of zip line from the from the ceiling, but you know, go <laughs> do it the hard way. Um, or maybe like people would be like trying to f- like stop them from get all the heels would be like stopping them from going out. Or trying to find them backstage, but actually or, they're in the rafters. Yeah, or or they come down to the ring. There's all the heels like surrounded the cage, mm-hmm. um, but they manage to evade them, climb onto the roof, and then find a way to break in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how you do that, like how you scale down that though, because it's a massive cell these days. And then Kevin Owens gets thrown off the top <laughs> <laughs> by Braun Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I've. I, I'm 99% sure it's not going to happen, but I'm going to go with Braun Strowman just because, yeah, it's, it's only had on the sale predictions. It's not like it's SummerSlam or anything. <laughs> they all mean the same. Not that we're tallying them up. Like, we don't even know who's winning, who's not, but I think we can all safely say it's I'm not winning. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you are. I don't know. Um, I think you still got 100% record like I did. I won SummerSlam though, didn't I? No, I did. No, you won all in. Yeah, because you. Not yeah, against the no one else competed. <laughs> I thought I won SummerSlam. No, I won. Fuck's sake. There was one. There was one particular result. Yeah, he won SummerSlam. Right. It was the Charlotte. Charlotte the Charlotte result. Charlotte, yeah. Yeah, maybe you're winning these days. Oh well. Um. But yeah. I don't know about you, but. I really want to just watch all of my wrestling at MK11 now. <laughs> I don't know about all of it. It's just fun. I like it. It can yeah. be fun. I mean, I don't like it enough. When I don't stay up for a pay-per-view, it always feels less special. Yeah, it does. And it's a hell of a lot easier to stay up for a pay-per-view in a pub with other people yeah. as opposed to sitting on your sofa on your own at 3am. Yeah. That's true. Oh well. Uh, I'm going Roman Reigns. I don't know if I said mine, but I'm going with Roman Reigns. I think he uh, will retain. So there's not much of a difference between us all, but there's an occasional difference, which is enough to hopefully get a definitive winner. Um, I don't know if there'll be any pre show matches or anything. Well, they haven't announced if they get any. announced like, pre- prior they, to the They event. tend to announce like, earlier. Yeah. But they, they'll, they'll have the to be. New Day they? Rusev Day will be maybe on the kickoff show? Or? Maybe. I don't know. There may be one one like impromptu one. Yeah. Maybe there'll be like a US in open challenge or something. It's not really a heel thing to do, is it? No, that's true. Um, it should be R Truth versus Matt Nakamura. Um Yeah, so we'll go with that. So I think that's the predictions in the bag, right? That's all the matches. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll probably. Um, show, we'll obviously we'll, we'll put a prediction and we'll update on Twitter in the week or whatever. Yeah, I'll probably ask you again for the predictions because I can't remember. remember that. That. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so yeah, well, remember 
Speaking of Twitter, you can find us there at the underscore PWP, same as on Instagram, at the underscore PWP. Uh, Matt, where can they find you on Twitter? At the Beer and Bumby. Thank you, Matt. Aiden, where can they find you on Twitter? At Aiden Bunker. <laughs> you can find me at Howdy Bunker 88 on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. What episode are we on, by the way? Um, I think this is 44. So, we're, we're creeping up to that 50 number. Yeah, so are you. Oh, you dick. No, this is 43. 43. So, we're, we're almost there. Everybody ended with um, by a Survivor Series sort of time. Yeah, maybe we'll do a special. We'll do a, a Survivor Series. Let's pretend 50. like we've got something in up our sleeves. Okay. I'm just about to check my sleeve. Yes, there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> um, check my sleeve sounds eerily rude. Mm. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for joining us on that note. Um, yeah, well, we'll try and find something up our sleeves, our collective sleeve, um, for episode 50, which is coming up soon, we hope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Tomorrow is a promise to no <laughs> Where's that from? Biffy Clyro. Biffy, Biffy Clyro, I thought so. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for listening, if you did. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Enjoy having yourself. Enjoy the show! <laughs> <laughs>